One of my favourite parts of the country, without a shadow of a doubt, in fact it's one of the best kept secrets, unless of course you ride the Central Otago Rail Trail, uh, is the Maniatoto. It's a magnificent basin, big blue skies. We're heading there right now to chat to Emma Crutchley, the arable chair of Federated Farmers for Otago. She's also very passionate about a whole community catchment attempt to solve some of the big challenges around climate, biodiversity, freshwater quality and quantity. My God, that's a long intro. Sorry about that, Emma, but you've written a really interesting column in interest.co.nz explaining some of your feelings about where we're going wrong, perhaps with carbon farming and pine trees. Yeah, I um, the feeling horrified was probably a little bit of an over-exaggeration. I don't know. <laughs> That, that interview came across like that but yeah like extensive sheep and beef properties right we've got to stay part of the conversation around emissions policy and, and stuff like that because we run the risk of being limited for the tools in the toolbox to actually remain viable and a big part of that is around sequestration on farm. Yeah well you quite rightly point out that when farmers get up in the morning and they look out the window uh, they should be able to look at a tree lane or a shout about for example and know that those trees which are sequestering carbon are being counted and that is one of my big gripes. I know Hewaka Ekanoa is trying to get there but Rod Carr and the Climate Change Commission have dismissed that. Yeah they have and it's To be fair to the Climate Change Commission, I think they are trying to do the right thing. But the reality is that when you're on a farm and you've planted a whole lot of trees for those across ecosystem benefits, like one is shelter, which is why we plant a lot of trees here, you need to look out and at those tree lanes and have that resonating why around why you're actually doing it. Like for me, if I look at a tree lane, I know it's sequestering carbon, right? But if that doesn't count, because it's not the right shape, you kind of chuck your hands in the air and, and wonder wonder why on earth you bother because there is limited tools we have in the toolbox, right, to actually become part of emissions pricing in 2025. You've been involved in a big catchment project in the Maniatoto region. Over 90,000 plants have been planted. They're all tussocks and grasses. And you're suggesting, in fact, you're stating their sequestration values are not included currently, and therein lies the problem. I still bite back a wee bit about it being too complex to count everything on a farm that sequesters carbon. I'm told that in Australia, for instance, where eucalypts or gum trees are protected by satellite imagery, they can ping you if they've seen you've chopped down one tree that you shouldn't have. Why can't we just map things like shoutabouts? I think we can. The thing about the tussocks and grasses, and, and, and just to be clear, like our catchment project, it's just started and I was heavily involved with setting that up, but the tussocks and grasses are something that the science is not quite there around them yet and they are actually really poor sequestering because they're not woody, right? But with the recommendations within Hewaka Ekanoa, like at least we had an option there that we could actually make it work. And by making it work, by putting some of the woody vegetation in um, around our tussocks and grasses within those um, riparian areas, you can actually incentivise some of those biodiversity um, outcomes as well. And I think with Hewaka Ekanoa, you have the opportunity, because we've got ownership over the problem, to bring in those science, those those things as time goes on. Whereas if, if we revert back to the ETS, it's, those options are all off the table. So you're a big fan of Hewaka Ekanoa? You think they're heading down the right track? Um, <laughs> that's a contentious question. It's not quite right yet, right? Like, 
there is a lot of fish hooks in there that are not quite right, but by having it as a sector collaboration, at least we have ownership over the challenge and they were never, ever going to solve one of the most wicked problems, right, those environmental challenges in, what is it, just under two two years? And they've been, they have been driven by a really tight deadline. And so it was never going to be right, but at least they've got, we've got something to work with, is what I would say. Emma Crutchley from the Maniatoto Basin, magnificent part of New Zealand, as I said at the top of the interview. How's the farming season treating you? Yeah, well, we're extremely lucky, right? We're 350 mil rainfall, so um, when those extreme weather events happen in the rest of the country, and like we've seen up around Melbourne and Nelson, like for example, we can drop as low as 300 mils per annum, and they've had three times that in the last two weeks. And so the season here has actually been really good because we've probably had more than average, but just the right amount of rainfall to set us up for a good spring. So here's hoping it continues. Rightio, looking forward to coming up your way. I think it's on December the 9th. We're going to run the Emerson's Open at the Wedderburn Golf Course. How exciting will that be? That sounds a bit dangerous, Jamie. (laughs) Well, it's right across the road from the pub, so yes, it probably will be, but it sounds like a a great day out. Look forward to meeting you there. Emma Crutchley, thank you very much for your time. Okay, thanks, Jamie.